0: Welcome to Two Blokes Motorbike Adventures. Sorry for the delay in this episode. Things have been a bit busy. However, here we go. Please remember, I'm now on Instagram and Facebook where I will post lots of photos of our adventures and any video clips. So please pop along, give us a like, give us a follow and your support will be most appreciated. Welcome back to my channel, Two Blokes Motorbike Adventures. As it stands today, at the end of May 2024, I've got listeners now in 24 different countries, which absolutely amazes me. For an amateur bloke like myself to be uh, listened to in so many different places around the world it amazes me; it truly really does. So, thank you very much for your listening. Now going to talk about my least recent trip to France how did it go was it what we expected now I spent many hours planning this trip finding hotels places to go all done over the internet how was this compared to real life compared to how it was made to look over the internet it turns out that all but one of the hotels that we stayed in quite accurate however one of the hotels didn't quite meet up to what i expected i guess the use of google images satellite or street view would have paid off a little bit more to manage my expectations of one of the hotels it was surrounded by a motor dealership other industrial units don't get me wrong the hotel itself was lovely however it was just surrounded by industrial units now if the pool had been open can you imagine sat in the pools round to relax surrounded by people coming and going from a Vauxhall dealership oh well never mind thank God the pool was closed now back to the trip it was decided that the first day would have been too far to go one go so a travel lodge was found just over halfway down to Dover Folkestone and this was found in Northampton just north of Milton Keynes that was about 150 miles from my home easy I thought now on that day I was actually in work till about Six o'clock. So by the time I got home got changed it was gone 7 o'clock at night and we set off it wasn't too bad it had been a lovely day however the temperature was quickly dropping now given the fact that um, we only had so much space on our bikes the wife decided oh it's gonna be lovely I won't need my thermals in my uh, motorbike outfit so she took them out thinking I've always got a hoodie and a pair of tracksuit pants. I can always put them on if I get cold. And if I did need to take them out, we probably haven't got the space to put them in anyway. Now, <laughs> that was our first lesson. Um, because as the temperature was dropping, and as you're traveling along the road, as you know, if you ride a motorbike, you do get quite a bit of wind, and that does chill you down a bit so after about an hour and a half of braving the cold and sitting there talking to you was thinking you got getting cold yeah yeah you're getting cold yeah we thought let's have a a pit stop both to have a comfort break and also to put some extra layers on now i know you hardened motorbikers out there will think just how cold was it well it got down to about seven degrees celsius which isn't freezing, but had the wind chill and the darkness, it just felt a lot worse than what it was. And it felt a little bit damp as well as the night was going on. After three and a half hours of traveling now in total, we arrived at the Travel Lodge. It's a bit like a hotel for you international uh, listeners. Somewhat relieved that our journey was over for the night. A quick hello to Keith and Lynn as they got there early than us and the wife couldn't wait to jump in to the hot shower to warm herself up. The next day we broke up to lovely sunshiny day and we then needed to find a place for our breakfast. So off we went to try and find a place to eat we found a lovely little um, you know, cafe not far away and had a, a, a nice bit of food there for breakfast or brunch. However, I seem to have skipped a little bit here. When we came out of the travel lodge, we had noticed that uh, my bike had been tampered with. Now, I only, this was obvious at first because the waterproof trousers that I have, were spruing just all over the, the car park. And the bags that were in, external little canvas bags, had been opened and tampered with and messed about with. And now, given the fact that we'd parked up, it must have been about eleven PM at night that and we were right at the front entrance where the hotel is. Yeah, people still had to cheat between at eleven o'clock at night and about half past eight in the morning, they took the opportunity to go through my bike, and uh, God knows what they were looking for, but obviously anything that they could steal. Which again kind of put a little bit of a damper on the first day because we were just thinking, oh, you just can't leave anything, can you?" But hey ho, next time, if you don't, if you're not prepared to lose it, I suppose you need to lock it away. Now the other stuff I have in these bags is like a first aid kit, high visibility jackets and just other little bits like that. Um, Now, yes, it would be very annoying and frustrating if someone helped themselves to it. However, this is the risk I take for something not being locked in a secure box. Anyway, let's crack on with the trip. So I had a good look around the bike just in case someone has been tampering with it or again Keith's bike as well because they were partners each other. Nothing that we found was wrong with the bikes so our day could then start. Now when we arrived at the Euro Tunnel down in Folkestone we were earlier than what our originally uh, planned crossing was big for about 5 p.m. Now the times before when we've arrived early we just put on an earlier train however this time there was a charge to to get on an earlier train which was almost as much as it was as the crossing itself in the first place so a bit of advice there is pick your crossings wisely and remember to add an extra hour on when you're traveling from the UK to France something I'd forgotten about in my calculations Never mind, eh? You live and learn. So we had to wait now in the queue on this earlier crossing till the very end. I think they must put bikers on at the very end. Now, thankfully, it wasn't a rainy day. So therefore, we just sat there patiently on the bikes waiting till all the cars get on and then eventually we were allowed on. If it would have been raining that would have been rather miserable <laughs> because sitting in on your bike in the rain isn't the most enjoyable of things well hey ho it wasn't raining so yes on the train we had a chance now to change our speedos uh, no 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 not speedos in the swimming trunks types it's our speedometers on the bikes so. <laughs> Let's just make that clear. We strange them over to kilometers per hour from miles per hour. So it made it easier for us to be able to stick to the speed limits. Of course, us bikers do stick to the speed limits. We don't speed, do we? That's one bit. And other checks on the bikes, again, just so once we got going off the train, we could get go straight away. Setting an extra hour onto the clocks. On the uh, sat navs and everything else, so everything was ready to go. And also, we managed to put the coordinates in for our first hotel stay. Now we were ready. The train comes out the tunnel into France, and away we go. Always remember, drive on the right. Now, for me, driving on the opposite side of the road to what I'm used to is the trickiest when I come to roundabouts for some reason, we're going the wrong way around. Something that you just gotta remember. When you say take the um, first exit, it's actually normally what we would have to do is take the, the third exit, because turning right. So little things like that, that you just have to think about. Now on to our first French hotel. It was only about 90 miles away from the tunnel. But just long enough to stretch our legs and get used to driving on the right hand side of the road. The first stretch of was Motorway, which was a f- toll free motorway. So swift progress was made and before we knew it we were at our hotel. If you've listened to other episodes of my channel, you'll know I posted a separate episode with an interview of Elizabeth from la chance or again i was wrong sorry it's worth a listen to we got a really warm welcome from elizabeth who runs the place we had two rooms one for me and my wife and one for keith and his wife lynn i suppose i should mention my wife's called mickey (laughs) here we go so this place We had a separate building all to ourselves, which was full of history. It was amazing to to, uh, have a look at it and have a look around. You could just feel the history of it. Uh, Now, in our building was the communal dining room, which again, just made it feel even more spacious. And we had a separate living room as well, which you can imagine in the winter, you had a wood burning stove and it'd be really welcoming with that stove flaring in the background. Breakfast. It was a continental breakfast including this hotel. It's the only hotel out of all of them that we picked that included a breakfast. Now I, here's me thinking oh I'm used to my bacon sandwich in the morning. <laughs> However it was a really good selection of this continental breakfast and we were really content with our food and had a full stomach at the end of breakfast. Once we'd settled into our rooms for the night, I'm uh, skipping all over the place in this episode, aren't I? We got there, however, we needed our evening meal. We found a local pizzeria in the village and we went there for our meal. Now, here comes a blast from the past, a childhood memory here. Whilst deciding what pizza to order from the menu, we were asked, would you like a drink and I spotted that they sold Orangina so that was my choice and it reminded me as a young boy drinking Orangina it brought back lots of memories from when we used to tour France with my mum and dad and my brother Wow Orangina what a blast from the past now the pizzas that both Lynn and I chose Not that we copied each other, but we both liked the same. It was like a ham and chicken, and it had mustard on the pizza. I don't know if this is a common thing in France, because we only went to that one place for pizzas. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I don't know. But, you know, we thought, why not give it a try? You know, indulge yourself into the uh, local customs of having mustard on a pizza. Now, it was surprisingly quite nice with the other ingredients and absolutely loads of cheese. It was a really well together pizza. Now, the downside to having that uh, mustard on the pizza was for the next couple of days, we just seemed to be incredibly thirsty, both Lynn and I. Now, whether that was to do with the mustard, whether it was to do with anything else, but it was only Lynn and I who had that pizza with the mustard on, that had that issue, now is it just us or is that, has anyone else experienced that, I don't know so after an enjoyable evening meal and a good old chat we headed back to our hotel as we knew we had a long ride the next day, we got back, had a nice cup of tea and another chat, I don't know what it is with us, we just like to talk Off we went to bed in a very comfortable sleep, up early to the breakfast that was absolutely amazing and this day we had about 350 miles to ride where we were going to stay at my friend Roy's house. Now I've gone on quite a bit now and I'll leave it for here for now in the next one I'll talk about our journey to Roy's house over about 350 miles and then what we did whilst at Roy's house because we didn't just ride our bikes believe it or not but we'll leave that for the next episode and uh, what we got up to with Roy and his lovely wife Alison aka Ali so thanks for listening if you got all the way to the end and we'll catch you in the next one goodbye